Hello and welcome to the week 16 edition of Punt the QB Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Rick Navalani along here with Tim Singer. Tim, we're talking about uh, most team, most leagues now second round of the playoffs. Uh, last week, first round of the playoffs. What a week. What a brutal week for fantasy players. All the guys that you rode to the playoffs were almost all duds or on the COVID list. Yeah. Or, I mean, the, the worst possible week for these guys. Dude, let me... Let me I'll skip. I'll skip Brady and the Bucks for a second. Joe Mixon seven points. Dak twelve points. Julio zero. Michael Pittman one point. Mike, you know, Alvin Kamara five points. Najee Harris four. Cordero four. And then of course we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so team. Everybody rode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now and I and that was actually one of my best bets was the Saints. I thought they were going to cover, not win. But even though win, like. Nine nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. you were even telling me before we pressed record that uh, one of the sites was offering no touchdown for the Bucks. Yeah, it was plus two. Plus uh, it was two two hundred or two thousand to one. If you'd have bet five bucks, you would have won like a thousand dollars. Yeah, and who would have thought that? Like I said, going in, Brady was the number one quarterback. This is what your Buccaneers did for you. Tom Brady, number one quarterback, four points. You know, Mike Evans, two points, got hurt. Probably not going to mm-hmm. play this week. You know, Leonard Fournette came in, running back number three, got hurt, is out on the IR to the point where it led the Bucks to sign Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Le'Veon I mean, Bell, here he is back again. Just he, he's the, Did you he, hear the press conference? He's the too? NFL zombie. He just keeps they, coming back. When they asked him, they said, were you thinking about retirement? He goes, yeah, I was pretty much thinking I was done. He goes, I was already looking into my... Uh, my future in boxing. He was going to start training to box like Frank Gore. Well, why not? Look at the the, the Jake Paul and yeah, yeah. whatever his brother's name is. Yeah. Who knows? More famous than me. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, like I said, even Godwin. Godwin out for the season. Evans has got a hamstring. He's week to week. Uh, I mean, like I said, Leonard Fournette. All the bucks that you rode this whole way are just. They killed you. Yeah. I mean, they right. absolutely laid in And it wasn't just the Bucks. I mean, there was, there was plenty uh, to go around. It, it, you know, Kyler Murray had a horrible day. I mean, just anybody that you could think of under the sun. 60% of the league. We always, we, I was always cautioning people, like, there's always that stud quarterback that's going to lay an egg once the, once the playoffs come. And it wasn't just, like, one or two fantasy stud quarterbacks. It was... 70% of the league, and then another 10% or 15% of the fantasy guys weren't even playing because of COVID, and then that leaves you with 15% of the guys that actually had a good week, so good for you if you had a couple of those guys. Yeah, my my really good fantasy team in our league, 78 points, and that's with Cooper Cup lighting it up. I mean, we're talking about B-squad teams beating prime teams. How many people were decimated with COVID, and they picked up Amon Ross St. Brown? And they were starting, you know... <laughs> Marquez Valdez, yes, Scandal. Yeah, MBS. You know, Craig Reynolds. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like... And those are the guys that got them into the next round. I mean... Oh, and we're going to see it even more as we start going previewing these games. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the guys that are going to decide championships is just crazy. Yeah. It, fantasy football is a, a, a everyday proposition once you've committed. Oh, yeah. You can't just set it and forget it. Well, and mm-hmm. right now, it is... It is all hands on deck for your team right now because, look, I mean, is Kelsey going to clear protocol before Sunday? Who yeah, knows? All these guys going into week 16. Hmm. Kelsey just Kelsey and Tyree Kill for the Chiefs just hit COVID. Mm-hmm. MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scannon, who just went off, he just hit the COVID list. Cole Beasley, who's famously unda- unvaccinated, he just hit the COVID list. Well, he's out you know. now because he's unvaccinated. You know, that's Same what thing I'm with Dalvin. Dalvin, and that was, that's the big story. Dalvin Cook, he, he had, he's unvaccinated. So at least 10 days. So if you guys hung on to Alexander Madison after he himself hit the list, you know, there you go. Yeah, I, you got, know, I got Alexander Madison and Delvin Cook in one league. I mean, that, that's the thing. is that's the, He's the poster child for handcuffing. Yeah. Good for you if you hold on to him, you know. And, and I, I guess we can get right into, you know, some of the stuff they caught. We already talked briefly on it, but some of the stuff from Week 15, the, the big stuff, the stuff that caught yeah. your eye. We talked about the New Orleans beating Tampa 9 nothing. The Bucks shut out at home, killing all the fantasy owners. And it's not like the Saints guys. I mean, Kamara had five points. Taysom Hill, if you were an idiot like me and started him, eight points. I mean... They said, you know, it's, the, it's only the second time Brady's ever been shut out. And do you know who the head coach was for the last time he got shut out? Oh, God. Who? Nick Saban. 
Wow. When on the, when he was on I, the, I thought I heard that, yeah. When wow. he was on the Miami Dolphins. When wow. he was head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Insane. Well, I mean, and that's thing. We, we touched on the New Orleans-Tampa because that 9 nothing that zero from Tampa kills everybody. Mm-hmm. But you got to say, the biggest surprise from last week, Detroit not just beating Arizona. We're not talking some last-second field goal. They got lucky. They crushed Arizona. Yeah, they the manhandled. The Detroit Lions. The team that two you know, weeks ago, Arizona was the number one seed now, and the uh, number one seed then in the AFC. Yeah, best record Lose football. to the Rams, lose to the Lions, and now you have to play against an Indianapolis team that's running on all cylinders. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they they are, uh, I mean, they were in cruise control for the number one seed. Now mm-hmm. they may not even win their own division. Yeah. You know, I mean, and we're talking guys, Craig Reynolds, from Detroit, from the practice squad, at 26 carries for 112 yards. Amon St. Brown, 11 targets, 8 catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. They took it. They played like a team with nothing to lose. Well, and Kyler Murray you was know. doing a pretty good job of turning the ball over. Right. But, yeah. yeah. No, they, they took advantage of his time. Yeah, Arizona is just headed in the wrong direction. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's the thing is, I mean, Kyler Murray had 12 points. I mean, James Conner, who has been awesome all year, has carried people. 39 rushing yards, two catches, 31. The only bright spot for the uh, the Cardinals was uh, Christian Kirk. Yeah. You know, I am, I asked you in the previous show last week, who takes advantage of DeAndre Hopkins? And I said Rondell Moore, yeah, and you yeah. were saying A.J. Green. Yeah. And here's, here's Christian exactly. Kirk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that goes to show... It, you it's never a, know. It, it's a risk tolerance mm-hmm. thing. I mean, like I said, like Paul, uh, you know, he came in injured as hell with Tyler Lockett and Lamar Jackson and uh, Debo, well, uh, Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. and he went out he said, I'm, I'm not going to try to wait it out with Lockett and Thielen. I'm just going to put in guys so I don't get shut out. And he put in Amon St. Brown and MVS, and they both lit it up. Yeah. And, and that just goes to show you, you know, you're you never down. You're never, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just... Just put something out there and and, the, and see what happens. You want to, as long as you get guys that are playing, anything can happen. Yeah, and I say, I mean, we can just quick rush because there's a bunch of, there's no buys, bunch of stuff talk. We we sixteen, but fifteen. Uh, the 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 other exciting game, Green Bay thirty one, Baltimore thirty. Green Bay just hung on. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, we're talking Baltimore thirty points went for two to win the game. Say so they they were two yards away from winning the game without Lamar Jackson. This Huntley guy has been really good. Is is he a starter on another team next year? He might. I mean, how many times have we seen it where, you know, remember Scott Mitchell back in the day? Had yeah. a couple decent starts uh, for an injured Dan Marino, yep. and he got that big payday from Detroit. Yep, yep. I mean, Matt Schaub, he made a career for it. Matt Castle. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about these guys that, you know, so many teams are so desperate for quarterbacks. You know, I mean, look, even look at the guys that are starting this week, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ian Book might start for the Saints. Yeah. Jake Fromm for the Giants. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's brutal. Let me let me throw yeah. a couple of what it, would you, would you rather's right here, uh, Mitchell Trubisky or Huntley? <sighs> wow, Trubisky, Huntley or Bridgewater? Bridgewater, you you know I love Bridgewater. <laughs> you know, although he won't be playing this week. You know, we do, um, but I mean, yeah, and that's that's the thing is that was the other. I mean, Green Bay did everything they could to to blow that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh won what was probably the the best of the noon games. You know, we finally yeah. get a handful of us together at the bar to watch some football, and the only quasi decent noon game, Pittsburgh won nineteen to thirteen. Well, was it really though that good of a game? It was good because it was a close game, right? But, and that's why I say quasi decent. But Tennessee turned over the ball three times in ten snaps. Yeah, and that's and that's that for that. That's you're going to lose games if you do stuff like that. Yeah, and very quietly, the Bengals won fifteen ten over Denver to mm-hmm. to retake first place in the AFC North. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to win. <laughs> that, well, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's the division. That everyone at some point was like, this might be the best division of football. And now you're like, this is just a division that like <laughs> everyone just beats in. up on each other. One team will get in, and that team will get knocked out because they're just so beaten up from playing against each other all season long. Let me ask you this: you you brought this up to me when we were when we were out uh, on Sunday watching football with everybody else, and you had said, um, what was it? What was your exact question? You go ahead and ask the question. Who is the best team in the NFL? Yeah, and it, and every single person that you asked that question to, everyone paused for a good like six seconds. You're like, exactly. No, that does it, what I'm saying. Like, it is completely up for grabs. Every other right year, now. you're like, okay, this is the best team, and you're like, okay, which handful of teams can can beat yeah. this team? And even like when you brought it up to me, I was like, 
the Chiefs, and you were like, the Chiefs weren't even the best team to play on Thursday. Yeah, that's like, I think yeah. a lot of people they're defaulting because they know what the Chiefs are. Yeah, but in, like in my mind, we talked about it last week. The Chiefs weren't even the best team last Thursday. Yeah, the Chargers won that game. I mean, they did every they lost it, but they they lost. You know. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, and the funny thing it was like you were talking you, me, Malcolm, Paul. I feel like each one of us had a different answer. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's that's the crazy thing is, you know, we're guys that grew up watching football in the 80s and 90s where there was the dominant team, and then you're like, okay, who can catch them? Yeah. Well, you know? And, and you, same thing you can even say right now for the MVP. It's like, I don't think there's I don't think there's been another season where you're like, really, though? Are we going to give it to so-and-so? You know what I mean? Like It's like the last person who doesn't get injured. Exactly. Like, Kyle yeah. Murray was injured for a good stretch of the season, so I don't see him getting it now. I mean, when you're talking about what, maybe Rodgers, maybe Brady, but it's not the it's not the exciting new guy. I mean, you know, like, do you give it to Rodgers for the third time? Do you give it to Brady for the fifth time? I really thought, and now factually speaking, Rodgers is the betting favorite, and that changes every week. But I was like, are these writers really going to give it to him after the whole immunized? Yeah, you know, <laughs> Can like you imagine? after that fiasco. Like, I feel like you know the same baseball writers that keep all the steroid mm-hmm. guys out because yeah. they have to protect the sanctity of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not going to get into that because that could be a whole other podcast. I, I feel like those same guys. I don't know if they're going to vote for Rodgers because number one, he's the defending guy. Number two, the whole off season and then this immunized. You know, you're like, yeah. You know, but then again, who do you give it to then, Brady? Yeah, I mean, or do you give it to Stafford? Because Stafford's had his share of bad games too. You can't yeah. give it to Josh Allen because there's six yeah. losses. They're like four losses, three, four losses over what anybody expected them to have at this point. And you were even arguing with somebody on Twitter, like you know, people that are touting Jonathan Taylor. It's like number one, they don't give this award to running backs. Yes, it's a league of extraordinary quarterbacks. Right, because if Derrick Henry didn't run it, win it last year, I feel like a running back can never win it again. Yeah. I mean, the year he had last year, if you don't give it to him then, then when? Yeah, exactly. And like you said, you know, the guy who was, oh, you got to give it to Jonathan Taylor. It's like, hold on. Number one, we live in an era of recency bias. Mm-hmm. And number two, like you said, Taylor wasn't even the best running back for the first six weeks of the season. Eight weeks of the season. You know, After you know what eight I mean? weeks I mean, of like, the season, Derrick Henry had, had Jonathan Taylor beat in total fantasy points by like 50. Yeah. It took... It took Taylor two weeks of dominant football when Henry wasn't playing for him to even surpass Derrick Henry in total points. And so, that's the funny thing. I brought it up in last week's episode. After missing six weeks of action, Derrick Henry was still number nine. Yeah. That's how dominant he was to start the it's season. It's insane. You know. But, I mean, I, I guess we should start talking me, about... Hold on. Before we, before we bring up one last thing. If you are going to give it to somebody that isn't a quarterback, couldn't you make a claim for a Cooper Cup? He might be the first receiver to receive 2,000 yards in a season. And that's the funny thing is I was in my car uh, listening to the ESPN, uh, ESPN radio, and they brought up who's the best receiver in the league. And they had a uh, – Mike Greenberg brought it up on his show, so mm-hmm. he's got the whole hashtag crew. Mm-hmm. And he's got like four members of the crew, and they all said a different name. And he's like, I noticed how none of you said Cooper Cup. Because they were like Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, it, you know, uh, you know, is it Justin Jefferson? They're talking about all these other guys. He's like, so no, none of you think Cooper Cup, huh? Yeah, it's crazy, I mean, right? And that's the thing is, if you look at his numbers, I, he's shattering mm-hmm. NFL records. Yeah, I mean, he's on pace too. Let me, let me, let me preface. Yeah. I mean, Jerry Rice set a pretty high bar. I'm just saying, like, factually speaking, his numbers are crushing. Yeah, if he stays healthy for all 17 games, which is a huge if in NFL 2021. I mean, he may end up shattering records. Mm-hmm. He's been amazing. And 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 you're right. I mean, like no one talks about that. No, no one if you, you know. And for everybody that's talking about Jonathan Taylor, you also keep in mind that like with, with a uh uh Indiana a Colts team, I believe that was 1 and 4 at one point or it was something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, they they were yeah. really I think you're right. They were 1 and 4. They were really struggling. And and, and we were talking about that 3 weeks into the into the season and we were talking about um like what's like Jonathan Taylor's getting some yards and he's getting some good yards per carry, but he couldn't put the ball in the red zone. I mean, in the end zone, he had more red zone carries than anybody else through the first three weeks of the yeah, season. Yeah, you kept talking zero about it. You kept betting on that. And, yeah, I yeah. kept betting on it, and I kept going. He's right there at the. There'd be times when they had a first to go from the one. They'd run it with him three times, and they would not get in three straight times. So I mean, they finally figured it out. But I mean, you know, like if they finally figured it out. But man, that first three weeks. That was a rough three-week stretch there because he was not getting the ball in the end zone. He had more red zone carries by far than anybody. Crazy. Absolutely. It's just, it, it's been a crazy, crazy season. And, and, and that's the thing. It's just like, at some point, you just got to sit back, shake your head, and be like, hey, enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. I mean, factually speaking, we've had football, what, 
Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. Yep. And right now, as we're recording, we're you know this, the the Niners are leading the Titans ten nothing. Yeah, at halftime. You know yeah. that's that's another team that I I, I told, told you in the end of the season we kept wondering like why does Vegas like this team so much? Why mm-hmm. does they, well they're on the verge of being nine and six. I mean mm-hmm. I know it's a ten nothing lead, but yeah. they're on the verge of being nine and six. Well, they're on the verge of, of and, making and, the playoffs. <laughs> I mean they you make you get the nine ten win you get the ten wins you're making the playoffs. But realistically though, mm-hmm. do you really think they can beat any of the top teams in the NFC? May, I don't. I believe. There's more AFC wildcard teams that could win a, a wildcard game than NFC teams. Oh, yeah. The, the AFC is much, much more wide open. If Arizona slips to a wildcard, I'm not sure. Maybe San Francisco is the best. Maybe maybe they do have the best opportunity to, to move on as a wildcard team. Arizona move on, really, you, you mean win one game. Win one game. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... You know, do you realistically think you can they, that they can challenge? Mm-hmm. Even now, even if the Niners win this game and the Titans lose, I feel like the Titans are still one of those teams that could come out of the AFC once Derrick Henry comes back yep. and they start. Because that offense really runs through Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but the whole team. Because when Derrick Henry is running the ball and keeping drives alive, that defense is resting. Yeah. You know, it's so important. And, and, and I'll even bring it up. Like, we're about to talk about Week 16 games. There is not one over-under that's over 49 points. You know what? Because now we're getting into the point where what we talk about all the time in fantasy football. In 30 years, I believe I believe the M.O., like, like... 27 years ago, three years in, we, we came up with the MO, and it still fits to this day. Running backs win championships. In fantasy football, your running backs win championships. We get to the end of the season here, and everyone starts using those running backs, and they start pounding the ball down everyone's throat because guess what? The defenses are fatigued. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like defenses, well, they're human beings. Defenses need more time off the field. So if you put the other team on the field for a six, seven-minute drive and just pound the ball right down their throats... They're exhausted. They're gassed. Well, that, yeah, that's the old adage that more teams lose games than win because yep. turnovers and I mean, and that's the thing is the thing about turning the ball over. Not only do you put the other team in good field position, but your defense has got to get right back out yep. there. And, and guess know. and guess what? Those are the teams actually that I think when we talk about the teams that can make can make runs that nobody thinks is going to make runs. They're all teams that run the ball. You're talking about a, Der- a healthy Derrick Henry. We're just Henry, talking about, yeah, her- a healthy, healthy Derrick yeah. Henry, a, a Jonathan Taylor. In the same Taylor, division, the Colts and a Jonathan Taylor, a Jonathan absolutely. Taylor, a, a 49ers team that will Doesn't take, matter who runs will, the ball, It doesn't yeah. make a difference. They're just going to run the Wilson. ball. Jeff Wilson. As we're speaking, Jeff Wilson has the only touchdown in this game. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's it's crazy, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is, I mean, just like I said, but that just goes to show you... The change that no over under is forty nine, and how many times do we talk about games of fifty six, fifty five, fifty four? Yep, yep. You know. So let's start with our Saturday games, our our Christmas Day games. I'm going to be having a nice Christmas dinner with the family, and then sitting back with my dad and my cousin, who's also in our fantasy football league, and watches some Christmas football. Because I got no other plans but going to my side, <laughs> my side on the Christmas Day. So let's start off. What's the first game? The first game: Cleveland at Green Bay. Green Bay favored by seven. Tim. Yeah, you, Green Bay favored by seven. The uh, the over under is interesting. It started at forty four. It's up to forty six, which means people have been betting. That was originally going to be one of my best bets, but when I noticed the the public hitting up that over, I'm like, rut row, let's roll that thing. Yeah. You know, but I mean, that's the thing is, can the Browns go from Monday to Saturday? You know, Monday they were out, what, 22 players? Yeah. And now they got to go to Green Bay, who's firing on all cylinders. You know, they're at home. They're going for the number one seed. I, I, I don't know, regardless of who plays quarterback for the Browns, I don't know that they have a chance in this game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I, a hard... I, I know that a, a backup quarterback in Baltimore, you know, had them within a two-point conversion of losing, but I just don't think... That and we talked about it with the Patriots last week versus the Colts, a team that's not built to come back. Cleveland is not built to come from behind. No, not at all. I mean, this is a team that's literally built to run the ball, and they continually do their best to try not to run the ball. Yeah, I mean, because when the Packers or when the when the Browns win games, it's seventeen fourteen twenty seventeen. Like the defense is going to keep you in the game. They're going to run the ball, keep the score low. And hope to be the last team with the ball. I feel like even even when they played against uh, Baltimore two weeks ago, um, they started trying to get too cute and trying to throw the ball, like play action, throw the ball. It's like like you said, nine point lead with five yeah. minutes to go, but and they threw the ball three straight times and punted the ball back. So 
I, I feel like the, this is a Browns team that just can't help but get in their own way. I mean, and the, the, the COVID thing doesn't help either because you've no. got a whole bunch of guys that yeah, are out I, with that. I, I, I don't see any way Cleveland wins this game, and, and I don't even know that they cover. But anyway, Cleveland, we're thinking Nick Chubb. You dare anybody else? No. And for the Packers, the usual suspects with the caveat that MVS just hit the COVIDs, you have any interest in Alan Lazard? Yeah, I mean, he's came he came in and did pretty well for me for a couple of games when when MVS was out earlier, and I was decimated with bye weeks and receivers and injuries. I picked him up, and he, I think he I started him twice, and I think he scored both weeks. Yeah, and that's the thing is if you're one of those guys that, like Brandon Cooks was their third receiver, mm-hmm. and he just hit COVID, you know, or uh, I mean some of these guys that have just been either injured or hit COVID, I could see Alan Lazard filling a wide receiver three or, mm-hmm. you know, because he had ed zone opportunities this last week yeah. that he just couldn't catch where now maybe he does. Mm-hmm. So the other Saturday night game, with the other Saturday game, we've got a really a really interesting game. Two teams that are heading two completely different directions. Indy is at Arizona, and that's the thing about this Saturday night game. Do you believe Arizona is favored in this game? I know they're at home for what that's worth, but I feel like the way the Colts play, they travel. I feel like it. It, it kind of is a little scary. Kind of throws you off, like it's a trap game. You know what I mean? Like like they want you to bet Indianapolis. But I'm gonna be honest. I mean, they just lost to the Rams. They they got manhandled by Detroit. Um, I don't trust Arizona. Arizona can't really stop the run. They couldn't stop Craig Reynolds. Why would they be able to stop Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, it's a stay away for me because, like you said, I, I you would think that's a nice juicy take, Indy. But you know, like I said, I mean, those those casinos in Vegas weren't weren't built by uh, paying people out. Mm-hmm. Actually, speaking, the over under is 48 and a half. It's the second highest. So. Vegas expects points in this game. Mm-hmm. You just kind of got to wonder, how does Arizona bounce back after getting thrashed by the Lions? Yeah. I mean, do they have any fight left in them? Do they, you know, I mean... I think they do. I James think... Conner's a game-time decision. Mm-hmm. You know? I think they do. I just think that Indianapolis is is playing a lot better right now. Um, you know, they're, that you know Jonathan Taylor, is what he's doing is pretty impressive. He, he really, yeah. And that's the thing is... They built the team the same way, similar to the way Cleveland did. The They built it from the offensive-defensive line. Mm-hmm. They brought in Jonathan Taylor. And Carson Wentz has to just not lose the game. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's working. And, and and whatever they get out of Michael Pittman, and, I mean, it's just kind of bonus. Yeah. You know, and that's it. I mean, like, Indy, I, I think it's just a, a really sleep a sleeping giant. Like, Oh, yeah. They can win multiple games. And if you tell me they come out of the AFC... I wouldn't be shocked. No, not with the way they've been playing right now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, for fantasy, I, obviously Jonathan Taylor's a must. Do you trust anybody in the semifinals on the passing game to start? I mean, Pittman has been doing really well. I mean, all season long. I mean, the, you hope that this last like week week or two has been just been a gaff. And but once again, he got you there. You can't really just bail on him now, not unless you have like an option that you think. I mean. I mean, Gallup didn't do anything too exciting last week. You know what I mean? It's not like you could bench him. You know, I guess it yeah, all no, I, I feel, yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I'm just factually speaking. Last week, Wentz went five of twelve for fifty-seven yards. That doesn't happen you know? I mean, when that happens. That rarely happens again. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there was those weeks where you no know, Garoppolo only threw five passes, or you know what happened earlier this yeah, season where Matt, Matt Jones, Jones three. You know, but you know, like the, guess what? The next day, they next game they came out and they were throwing passes again. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Arizona. Kyler Murray, got to watch on James Connery's game time decision. Do you trust any of those wide receivers? Mm, well, I, I trust with Connor's injury and some of that. I trust Chase Edmonds to get a lot more play. Whether, I, I, but the only thing is, is if you're counting on him to get a touchdown, you're sorely mistaken. He's only got one all season long, and yeah, I just don't think that's going to happen. The, the Arizona receivers, no. How can you trust them? How can no. you trust anybody of those guys? Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. I, I mean the. The next game, I mean, we got to talk about the Chargers are a 10-point favorite at Houston. Over-unders 46. You're kind of going to wonder, does the Texans win over the Jags mean anything? I mean, in my eyes, not so much. I I mean, you've got – the only question here is is whether Austin Eckler plays. And and that's interesting. I mean, you never know. Well, you're talking about the two most dominant players – on each one, the most dominant player on each team. We can talk about Eckler hit the COVID list. Brandon Cooks hit the COVID list. I mean, yeah. So here we are again. Like I guess with Herbert. I mean, I feel like even when we saw last week with the with the 
Kansas when they played against Kansas City. They were cycling in running backs. It yeah, wasn't just even Eckler. yeah, even with a quasi quasi healthy Eckler, mm-hmm. they still use Justin Jackers, uh, Jackson mm-hmm. and Joshua Kelly. And that's what I was going to ask. I mean, the Brandon Cooks thing, yeah, he had a great last week. Seven catches, 102 yards, two mm-hmm. touchdowns. Yeah. The only thing is, though, on Houston, if Brandon Cooks is out, you just don't bother starting anybody. Yeah, there's Houston. nobody on Houston to start. But with the Chargers, mm-hmm. do you trust a Justin Jackson if Austin Eckler's out? Maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, because actually whoever start on that, whoever you start there, that's they're going to put up numbers. It, San, it, we were just talking about it last Friday when we did this podcast. The Chargers continue to put up numbers. It doesn't make a difference who's out there. They're always putting up numbers. Even Guyton's scoring touchdowns as yeah. the uh, as the third uh, third or fourth option for, for receivers. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing is I, I feel like Chargers at Houston, 10-point favorite. I, I feel like anybody wearing a Charger jersey, you kind of got to trust. Yeah, yeah. Especially in this landscape. And um, speaking of with a, who do you got to trust – you got the Bucks minus ten and a half at Carolina with an over under forty four. Does it surprise you at all with all the injuries? The the Bucks are a ten and a half point favorite. No, because Carolina is just reeling. I mean, you're talking about Cam or Sam Darnold. I mean, does does that bring any confidence to you thinking about putting any of those guys out there? I mean, Tampa Bay's defense still, you know, is is stopping the run. I mean, if you make them one-dimensional and all they can do is pass i mean i yeah. and 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 brady's not going to do that again i have a feeling we're going to see a brady like we're going to see a brady come back a little upset about this and really put his foot down on things i mean it sucks because i have to play against gronk in both leagues and i think gronk might just have a monster week well i think who's going to come back with a fear is antonio brown mm-hmm. i mean brady even bef- like before the whole Antonio Brown got hurt, and then he just sucked it up for this weird vaccine card thing. Brady was looking for Brown early and often. Mm-hmm. Prior to his injury, he led the team in targets. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for the return of Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know the top waiver wire ad was Ronald Jones, and if you got him, good for you. Because the, the Bucks have definitely committed to the run, and Ronald Jones is definitely... He's only owned in 23% of the league, so hopefully you went out and got him. Evans is questionable. It doesn't look like he's going to play. But, I, I mean, I, I feel like the Bucks. I, I agree with you. Brady's one of those guys that does the Jordan manufacture a chip on your shoulder kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I picked up Ronald Jones, and I I mean, I don't know as far as, like, how well that'll do because Carolina is one of the better teams against the run. They're actually third in uh, third third best in, in the amount of points in not allowing points, fantasy points scored by running backs. So, so we'll see, but I mean, a uh, big big thing right now is is does DJ Moore play? That's the only question for Carolina, and that's I was I was just gonna hit that and be like, yeah, it, luckily it's a noon game, mm-hmm. but yeah, DJ Moore if he plays, you get him out there. Otherwise, yeah, you've got no choice. Otherwise, you don't bother. Yeah. No, no one else on Carolina, you just can't trust. Would you say anyone. everybody pretty much on the Bucks that it has a, any kind of relevance? Well, it depends what you consider relevance. I, I mean, like. Well, I'm not saying to start Brashard Perriman, but I'm saying... That's what I'm saying. I mean, how far down... Gronk, are, Brady. Yeah, Gronk, Brady, uh, Antonio Brown, I, Ronald, Ronald Jones. Jones. I, I think that's what the end of the list is. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a, a game that should be much more competitive, but is extremely important, Baltimore at Cincinnati. This is for first place, and it could be one of those, whoever wins this game wins the division and goes to the playoffs, whoever loses is out. Yeah. Because the AFC is tough. Yeah. Now... Cincinnati's a three-point favorite, so you get the standard three. Over-under's 45. Now, the Bengals crushed them last time. Mm-hmm. And the big question for Baltimore is, will Lamar play? Yeah, and that's a big that's a big deal. I know that Huntley has done well in his, in his absence, but, I mean, Lamar Jackson is still... That team beats Lamar Jackson. The only reason why Huntley is on that team is because he fits the Lamar Jackson playbook. Right. You know, yeah, he's the guy that you could kind of slide in there and get similar production without changing your whole game plan. Absolutely. I, I mean, and for, Lamar, uh, for Baltimore, I, I think if Lamar plays, obviously you start Lamar. Mark Andrews has gone to show it doesn't matter who plays quarterback. He's amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, I think Hollywood Brown is one of those guys that relies more on Lamar. Mm-hmm. Do you trust Rashad Bateman? If Lamar plays. If Lamar plays, yes. If not, no. Okay. Bateman or Gabriel Davis? 
Gabriel Davis is really coming on at the end of the season. I would say Gabriel Davis because he's proven it already. Yeah, uh, Bateman or Amon St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, once again, he's proving it right now. Bateman or Christian Kirk? That is... See, now we're kind of defining the yeah, line. Where there's the yeah. line. There's the line right there. Because okay. I, could, I could say if, if, if I was to make a chart... They would be right next to each other. Right. Sure. And then, and to see, I, factually speaking, I went to CBS's rankings. Yeah. Okay. Who was close to Bateman? And I want to, you know, uh, for Cincinnati, uh, obviously Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins. Mixon isn't obvious. Mm-hmm. Technically, he's questionable with an ankle. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it's a noon game. If Mixon does not play, do you just plug in Samaj P. Ryan? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, he's. With what you saw last time when they played against Baltimore, they manhandle Baltimore. They have so many offensive weapons, and I think Baltimore's defense, which we've talked about it all season long, is not as good as it's. They're they're good by name. They're not good by their actual production and who they are. Everyone just loves the old adage of "oh, the Baltimore defense always." You yeah, know, it's, it's like, kind of like how the people narrative think, that sells yeah, itself. Yeah, exactly. It's, not it's like what true. people talk about the Bears defense. So, like, hmm. well, you know, the, the Bears defense might still be able to step still up. Will, no, they still haven't. living off that nineteen eighty five. No, they haven't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know the thing is, it's funny. The, the slate of noon games last Sunday was six and horrible. Mm-hmm. The slate of noon games this week is pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. we've already talked about how Tampa Bay is playing. Yeah. We got this Baltimore-Cincinnati matchup. One game that I'm going to dub the flyover game. You know, with politicians, they don't fly over states. They know they yeah. can't win or whatever. The Jets and the Jags. Yeah. Jacksonville, you're starting James Robinson. The Jets, you're starting Michael Carter. And moving on. And moving on to Buffalo and New England. Buffalo and New England, the other awesome first place game that I'm excited about in this noon slate. I mean, mm-hmm. all these games are jammed into the noon slate, and it's really great. Yeah. You know, uh, Buffalo's at New England. New England is a two and a half point favorite, which is Vegas baiting you to take New England. Mm-hmm. When you see the two and a half, that's usually a bait. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, over under 43 and a half, which is kind of surprising considering what happened last two. Now, yeah. I know he had some really high wins. But it's just really interesting, to, you know, based on what happened the last time those two teams got together. Yeah, well, the last time that was more of a that was more of an extenuating circumstance with the weather. Um, but I think, like, just uh, truth be told, this is it for Buffalo. This this is your season. If you're gonna do it, you got to do it right now. If you this is it. If you win this game, you're back in play for the division. If you lose this game, the division is gone, and you better make it as a wild card because. I don't know. We, we talked about it last week. I don't know if they lose this game and they're and they barely creep in as a seven seed or they don't make the playoffs at all. Aren't they the biggest disappointment in fantasy in football? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, like I said, I, I mean, every they were very competitive in that AFC Championship game. They they had every every opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. Highly favored. Josh Allen was the odds-on favorite for MVP. They were cooking, and now. If you lay an egg in this game, you might be on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, I mean, just, I think it's, this whole noon slate's going to be awesome. I mean, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Buffalo, New England. You know, I mean, that's the thing is after you celebrate Christmas with a family on Saturday, this is your present Sunday. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, and uh, I, I guess for the Patriots, are they going to throw, throw more than three passes? Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't I mean, think, I don't, they're not going to have a choice. If you're going to be, if you're going to be Buffalo, you're going to have to be well balanced. Yeah, agreed. Uh, uh for Buffalo, obviously Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, I think Dawson Knox, you know, showing as the tight end landscape that is. Uh, Gabriel Davis, I was going to ask you about. I, I already touched on him when we were comparing. Yeah, he had base. two last week. I, and I, is he as close to a must start as an, an oblivious receiver gets? Yeah, him, uh, him, Amon Ross, St. Brown. I mean, these guys, with what they did last week, there's no reason to not throw these guys out here right now. Because guess what? There's always a couple of these guys that just go fire through the playoffs. And not only that, but this is Bell Belichick we're taking. Mm-hmm. Him. So when he looks at the landscape, he's going to see Buffalo doesn't try to run the ball. He's going to double-team Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. And with no Cole Beasley to be that safety net, I feel yep. like Gabriel Davis is. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I like I said, I don't have him in, in the game I have left, but I'm excited for him. Yeah. He's going to be in a lot of my DFS lineups. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Patriots, in Week 13, they ran the ball early and often. Mm-hmm. Damian Harris had 10 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown. Ramonde Stevens had a 24 for 78. I, I guess the only question with the Patriots is Damian Harris play. Yeah, I mean it's something I mean, to monitor. I mean, if you have if you're still alive and you have Damian Harris, you got to keep your eye on it and, and just see where it goes because um, 
That, that's what that's what New England is. They are Mac Jones. Don't make any mistakes and run the ball more often than not. Absolutely. And speaking of running the ball, the next game we've got the Giants are at Philly. Philly's a ten point favorite with an over under forty and a half, which is kind of weird. I mean, let let me tell you this: the team total for the Giants they have set at fourteen and a half. Well, I mean, we haven't seen that in weeks. Yeah, fourteen and a half. I mean, you're you know? when you're talking about Jake Fromm, and yeah, I mean, I just Mike Lennon was the starting quarterback last week, and man, was that awful! Was that horrible to watch? My only thought for the Giants and Jake Fromm, they got to talk to State Farm about getting a, a sponsorship. Yeah, because right. he could. He, if he's Jake Fromm from State, he's Jake, yes, yeah, Jake from Jake State Farm. Jake, uh, that's just that's that's the only thought I have on the Giants. Start Saquon Barkley. Don't start anybody else because Jake Fromm's a quarterback, and Vegas thinks they're going to score. You know what team. though? There was I. We were watching that game, and I will say Jake Fromm did like to throw the ball deep to Galladay. And Galladay wasn't coming down with balls, but, man, he was getting double covered. He was he was putting up a good effort to come down with some of those balls. And so I think wait, that you are you might... trying to tell me in the semifinals you're going to try to make a case for starting Kenny Galladay? <sighs> I know. Is, isn't it something? But, hey, I... you know what? I'm going to flip the script. The same exact reason why I why I lean towards possibly starting Galladay is the same exact reason why I'm going to bring it up right now. Write it down. Rick Bold prediction. Miles Sanders has not scored a touchdown yet this season. Wow. I'm going to venture. Yeah, he he is they they had it on the they had the had it on there on the uh, the, the the Tuesday game when they just played. So that Miles Miles Sanders has 170 something touches. And zero touchdowns. He's the there's, new. He's the new Jacoby Myers. Yes, there's <laughs> nobody else in the league who has touched the ball seventy times and not scored a touchdown. So he has twice as many touches as anybody else that doesn't have a. So touchdown. this is the week, huh? This week or next week, somewhere between this well, week that's and not next too week. Bold. Listen, put your no, name on it. No, Say it's listen, happening. Listen, this week or next week, I'm not saying he scores a touchdown. I'm saying in one of these games, he will put up two touchdowns Ooh. and like 120 yards. We're talking about like a in a, in a non-PPR league, we're, we're talking about a 26-point bust out. He does this. He has done this in years past where every single time he gets higher, people people rank him higher so because he goes into week 14, 15, 16, playoff time, and he starts putting up monster weeks. I think we're going to see one of those monster weeks. And it might be against this Giants team because this Giants team is pretty much all but given up. They've that already defense, packed their bags, yeah. That defense is a good defense who can't get off the field. I mean, yeah. every single time they get off the field and they make a stop, there's there's a, there's Daniel Jones or Jake Fromm or Mike Glennon to turn the ball over or go three and out and hand the ball right back. Yeah, I think you're looking at Miles Sanders. We're going to be talking about either this week or next week if somebody's winning somebody. somebody he's winning somebody a championship. Okay. You went off on a little tangent. I enjoyed it. Uh, but I think we've spent too much time talking about the Giants-Eagles. I okay. mean, but I agree with you. Uh, Saquon, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, um, something to look forward to. Yeah. And and that's we talked about it earlier. Guys that are not necessarily... Now, Miles Sanders had opportunities early in the season. Mm-hmm. He's somebody who's been drafted. But obscure guys that are going to win people championships. It happens every year, and it could happen again this But you year. know what? The, he's one of those obscure guys that people are... People are mailing in. They're like, I'm not going to start this guy. He can't score a touchdown. I hear you. Now, a game on paper in the NFL that is not very good, Detroit at Atlanta. Atlanta's a six-point favorite, what that's worth. Over-under is 43. Mm -hmm. And the thing, my thought from this game, a lot of the guys playing in this game are going to get you to and win you championships. Oh, yeah. This is this. Remember that Cincinnati-Miami game like two years ago? Exactly. Where it was like, this is a garbage game. And yet, somehow, this means everything for people. Like, Sean won a championship just because of Tyler Boyd. Exactly. I mean, that's the thing is, for Detroit, guys that went off last week was Craig Reynolds, Craig Reynolds, who's now been signed to the active roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amon St. Brown went off, and I really think he's going to continue to because he's filling that over-the-middle safety net for J- uh, Jared Goff, who may or may not play. Mm-hmm. That's the question of NFL-wise for this game. Jared Goff... He's officially on the COVID list, so we'll see. He may or may not play. It could be, uh, you know, Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle, yeah, thank you. So, uh, but it's interesting to see. Do you know Tim Tim Boyle? The last time he started a game for the Lions, do you know what his pass rating was? I don't. Seven. <laughs> 
Seven. Seems like an Austin Fire Power yes. thing. I'll stay. I'll stay. <laughs> Seven. That's I crazy. suggest you hit. And sir. you're not talking ESPN's QBR that weird no. thing. You're talking player or we're talking passer rating. Actual passer rating. Wow. Was single digits. I'm just saying. And for Atlanta, Cordell Patterson's been awesome all year. You're probably in the playoffs because of him. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't have a great game now, did last you, week. Now maybe you're still maybe you're still alive, or maybe he caught. Maybe he was one of those people that. Help pack your bags last week. Yeah, and fastly speaking, like Kyle Pitts, we haven't talked about him with that much because he hasn't been amazing. He's had a couple good weeks. Did you know he's still tight end five? With only one touchdown on the That's season. what I'm saying. He's t- That tells you about the tight end landscape outside of Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, that Kyle Pitts, who hasn't done anything sexy, is yeah. tight end five. But the guy I wanted to build a case for, Russell Gage. You were talking about guys like Amon St. Brown, Rashad yeah. Bateman. Russell Gage... Let me tell you these last four weeks. 18, 22, 10, and 23. Yep. That has been his last four weeks. I, I feel like Matt Ryan has found a comfort zone with him. He's at home. Over-under is 43. If Tim Boyle plays for the Lions, the Falcons going to get points somewhere. You're not You're not the only person I've heard say this. I've heard, I've been seeing this a lot. Yeah, on I social mean, media, on, on other videos and stuff like that, people are talking about Russell Gage. And rightly so. He's He's been doing... Well, that's been what I'm saying. I mean, there's nobody else there. In, I mean, in the PPR league where I had Terry McLaren, who's mm-hmm. been injured and a disappointment lately, Brandon Cooks, who just hit COVID, Tyler Lockett, I know he just came off COVID, and Mike Williams has been a disappointment. I, Russell Gage is staring me in the face being like, hmm, maybe... Yeah. You know, so I, I'm just saying for a Detroit Atlanta game that's featuring one team 6 8 and the others 2 10 and 11 or mm-hmm. 2 10 and 1, a lot of these guys playing are going to decide fantasy championships. Yeah. And well, this is the first time I think since like week four that Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift are talking about are both going to be back. Yeah. And, and Craig, Willi- or Craig Reynolds last week showed he kind of deserves a role. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, if Jared Goff plays. I also have some interest in Josh Reynolds because mm-hmm. Atlanta's not very good defensively, and I mean we you talked. Know, you know, it's funny because you brought up you were like, I picked up Reynolds on Detroit, and I was like the running back, and you were like, no, Josh Reynolds, and I was like, oh, I I've been hearing more stuff about the running back, right? I know I get it, and that's because DeAndre Swift was yeah. hurt, and Jamal Williams was on COVID, but I was trying to do the look ahead, yeah. Where, uh, okay, if I win this week, I can start Josh Reynolds next week. You can start Josh Reynolds against an Atlanta team that can't stop anybody. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, another noon game. I mean, I'm talking about the noon slate is going to be really good. Yeah. The last noon game is the highest over-under of the week. You got the Rams, a three and a half point favorite at the Vikings. Over-under, like I said, is 49. And I checked before we started recording with news of Dalvin Cook being out. Did not move the line at all. Didn't move. Still forty nine. It's because that's the respect the people have for Alexander. Yeah, Madison. Alexander Madison is pretty much like we said. There is pretty much like it's not like Zeke and Pollard where they both have value. Madison has no value if, if Cook's playing, but if Cook doesn't play, Madison has the same value. Yeah, almost the same value that Cook did. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is, yeah, it's it's not it's not even a one and one a. It's it's a one and one. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I, am, am I wrong? Well, it's one and then. Uh, it's like the the flow chart. If yeah. if one does not play, go to see one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you still got Justin Jefferson. I mean, he is obviously one of the better receivers in the league. I mean, he was still doing it on Monday night. He was still putting up good numbers. Yeah, he's stuff. awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to say it. And I, I, we haven't really touched on the Rams aspect of this mm-hmm. game, but I feel like all hands on deck. Yeah. Passing game-wise. Yes. Let me correct. Yeah. I, I don't know who or what to trust out of the running backs. Last week it was Sony Michelle. This week it could be Daryl Henderson. But you see that Cam Akers just came off of uh, yeah. I, uh, there is, uh, coming off He was designated to yeah. return, which caught me off guard because... An Achilles injury, you figure, is almost usually a full year to Exactly, recover. and you're just going to be like, why would you risk it? Because, yeah. I mean, I think so Henderson and Sony Michelle are... On enough to get you to a championship. Yeah, but if Cam comes back and they can get him some work in Week 18, Cam is. I think we've seen with Darrell Henderson that he's not like the full-time answer, whereas I feel like Cam Akers at the end of last year was really coming on like gangbusters. He might be that answer that they need to help uh, divert some action away from the passing game. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I'm excited about this game. I think it should be a good one. The... Three o'clock window has three games. Mm-hmm. Two of them are not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get it out of the way right away. You got sure. the Bears at Seattle. Seahawks mm-hmm. are a six and a half point favorite. 
Over-under is 43. Do you trust anybody on the Bears not named David Montgomery? No. No. I don't either. I mean, not even Darnell Mooney in this one. No. Uh, for Seattle, Lockett's off the COVID list. So that's awesome. Rainbow connection. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's the thing is I feel like for Seahawks, neither one of these teams is playing for anything. But Russell Wilson has pride. Mm-hmm. They're at home. They want to play tough for the 12 man. Mm-hmm. Wilson, Lockett, DK Metcalf. I don't know that I trust anybody that are backfield. No. Now, Collins is activated off the COVID list. And Penny's been and, doing and well. Penny's, and DJ yeah. Dallas had a good game last week. Exactly. So if you know which one of those is guys, I don't know that Pete Carroll knows which one of those guys is going to go Yeah, off. I think they just kind of see who has the biggest run at one point and then just keep throwing, them, keep throwing them out there to see what happens. Exactly. And the other aforementioned, not very good 3 o'clock game, Denver is a one-point favorite, even though Drew Locke is starting, at Vegas mm-hmm. with an over-under 41. Yeah. Does it's... that weird that Drew Locke and the Broncos – are favored at Vegas. Well, and those receiver that receiver play has been brutal. Brutal. When was the last time we talked about Sutton or Judy on this project? When was the last time we talked positively about either one of those guys? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean brutal. I mean, I Tim mean, Patrick scored a touchdown again last week. Yeah. I mean, he's the only guy on that team that's I just, doing it. With Drew Lockett quarterback, I don't trust any of those guys. How can you? Right. And that's the sad thing is, I mean, obviously Javante Williams and, and Melvin Gordon are in your lineup. Yeah. Period. I mean, those guys are great. And they've proven that they can coexist and both provide for their fantasy owners. Yeah. I don't dare touch any part of that receiver core. No. And for the Raiders, Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs? Yeah. I mean, that's it. did I miss anything? No. How can Waller's you? Waller's not back. You can't, you, can't trust, trust, you can't trust Foster Moreau. You can't trust Zay Jones. You can't trust uh, no. Brian Edwards. And and that's the thing is, if my fantasy season is online or any money, any stake, I can't trust Derek Carter. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, I, I just found it weird that Denver was a one-point favorite with Drew Lockett court. I mean, this could be a 10-7 game. Yeah. It, it's it's not a game that gets you excited about watching 3 o'clock football. No, and, and the only thing they're trying to save in the 3 o'clock window is the three uh, 325 game. Pittsburgh is at Kansas City. Kansas City, even though Kelsey and Hill are technically in the COVID protocol, is still an 8.5-point favorite. Is that weird? Yes, it is. Because, I mean, let's face it, we were just talking about it last week after that Thursday game. It is literally Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill, and that's it. That's it. So if you take Kelsey and Hill out of the factor, how is Kansas City still an eight-and-a-half-point favorite? Yeah. I mean, because prior to a couple games, you know, when they started catching fire, for the last couple seasons, they're a team that doesn't cover. I'm shocked that this game is on at all. I figured the line would be off until right. you, got, you got I, to Sunday. I double-checked before yeah. we pressed record, and it's still KC 8.5. I would think, I'm, I'm shocked because I would th- think you would, this game, this spread would be off until you heard something about Kelsey and Hill. So either Vegas knows something, because at, at a line like that, people have to be scooping Pittsburgh. I think, because Tyreek Hill went on the list, I think Monday or Tuesday or something like that, Tyreek Hill might be up for grabs. I think because Kelsey, they found out like Sunday Monday, I think Kelsey's going to be back. I hope well, so. Because I, mean, I was going to say, is that more optimism? <laughs> it's than, more optimism, yeah. maybe, because he's on my team. I, I mean, yeah, but, he, and he blew it up last week. I mean, we're talking, you know, 42 fantasy points yeah. in PPR, 31 standard. We're talking one of the best yeah. you know, tight end outings. And, and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's, you know, you're talking about one of the best wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I, I was just really caught off guard by the 8.5. Fantasy-wise, I, I don't – it's a 325 game. So you're going to know at about 145, 150, whether either one of those guys is playing. Mm-hmm. That's when the inactives are posted. That's injury-wise. Yeah. You'll know that morning whether they passed COVID protocol. Yeah, I think you're right. So hopefully, for fantasy owners' sake, they get Kelsey and Hill back. Mm-hmm. You know, For the Steelers, I, I feel like I don't know that they're trusted. They've been an ign- ign- you know, just a weird team. And Najee, Deontay, Claypool, mm-hmm. Fryermuth is in concussion protocol. Yeah. So you got to wait and see with him. Yep. It's for the highlight three twenty five game. There's a lot of question marks. Absolutely, a lot of question marks. I mean, and can you even? I mean, like it's really something because like you have Mahomes, but if Hill and Kelsey can't don't play, can you even trust Mahomes? Uh, that's a good question. I I don't know if they're both out. I I. Don't know. I you feel like he's a good enough player, but I, I can he make Miko Hardman a star? I don't. I'm just. I, you know? I think that maybe you know, like 
is it, you say if if both of those guys don't play, what do you lean towards? Mahomes throwing zero, one, two, four touchdowns. Where do you lean at? One, maybe two. I don't know. That's a really good question because if you have Mahomes as your quarterback, you invested in him early. Mm-hmm. You don't have a backup. You you don't have a choice. I mean, <laughs> and, it, and there's nobody this week that has an amazing matchup you can plug off of waivers and put in. Yeah, you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you're in one of those eighteen leagues where you've got Mahomes and you know I've got Mahomes and yeah. Josh Allen, the idiots that call yeah, me, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, and stuff like that. But hey, that's interesting. And uh, what, what's not interesting, but Sunday Night Football is going to find a way to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. The Washington football team is at Dallas. And you, the only reason this game is Sunday Night Football is because Dallas pulls ratings. Yeah. The same reason the Bears-Vikings game pulled in the highest Week 15 Monday Night Football rankings <laughs> in years. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's... I, I mean, but yeah, it, Washington football team is at Dallas. Dallas, 10.5 point favorite, which may not be enough. Over under 47. Heineke has been activated from COVID, so he can play. Who's ironically quarterback fifteen? Yeah, well, I Isn't mean, that weird. Well, when you're looking at some of the other teams, I mean, you're looking at Ian Book, you're looking at Jake Fromm. I mean, no, I'm not talking about his rankings this week for the season. He's oh, he's, quarterback. oh, I thought you were saying he's ranked quarterback. No, 15 no, going no, no. I'm saying for the season. He's well, quarterback no, because 15. he's been playing from behind a lot. They have no choice but to you know, like when they were winning a couple of games. When when Washington football went on like that three game streak when they beat Tampa Bay and they beat a couple other teams and stuff like that. They were doing it because they were up. They started off up, and then they were running the balls with it. But the rest of the season, they've been down all oh, season yeah. long. They've been down every single game. So Heineke is literally throwing for that team's life. You just got to wonder if they have any fight left in them. I just don't see how this is going to work out, considering they just lost by six two weeks ago against this team, against the Dallas team. And now with and all that was those deceptive because they were losing handily yeah. during that game. That six was... Two-minute drive at the end of the game where Dallas let them slowly march down mm-hmm. the field. You know, the old prevent defense. Yeah, but I mean, you now know. you're talking about, you know, ten and a half, and I, I don't even think they can cover that. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, for Washington football team, Antonio Gibson is really the only guy I trust. Terry McLaren has reached that point where I don't trust him. Mm. He has one touchdown since week six. He He's reached boomer bust. So you're saying at this point... You would bench McLaren and go for one of these guys that you think is going to win a championship. Russell Gage, a, uh, a Monra St. Brown, a Gabriel Davis. I, I, I tell you, if Jared Goff is quarterback, I trust Amon St. Brown, which I did not think I'd be saying when we started this podcast. <laughs> Scorpion King. Yeah, Scorpion you, you clearly King. won that one. Uh, I mean, and I even looked to CBS's rankings. Guys ranked around the same area. Mike Williams, Brandon Ayuk, OBJ. Uh, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're just throwing darts at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So now you got uh, Dallas. Everybody, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I guess I factually speaking need to talk about Dallas. All hands on deck. Mm-hmm. This is a get right game because you can pass on Washington. Yeah. And this is going to be a get right game for the whole Dallas offense. All right. And the Monday nighter. Dear Lord, I wanted to just be like, all right, from Miami you're starting Jalen Waddle, for New Orleans you're starting Kamara, but we do have to talk about the fact that. Neither Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon may be available for this game. Yeah, and it might be Ian Book. The yeah. Ian Book. Welcome to the NFL, Ian Book. And and let me tell you what the Vegas thinks of it. The over-under is 37 and a half. 37 and a half. Mm-hmm. On an indoor game where weather's not affecting him. When was the last time you saw that? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's pretty bad. Uh, and that's the thing is, it, am I wrong? Jalen Waddell, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, but I mean, even with Waddle, I don't even know because New Orleans has got a couple of shutdown corners. Yeah, so, Lattimore's yeah. Lattimore's one of those douchebags that'll get in your head, but yeah. like he gets you playing on tilt. I think that you know. I think when you're saying thirty-seven and a half, that just it, it, it still says take the under. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it still says, <laughs> but when you see something that, that that's that low, it's like they already know that's going to be a team a team to team game. You know what I mean? Well, speaking of which, let's go right into it. Here's where's our best bets at. You know, all right. Uh, we we both, both went two, two and one, one last week, yeah. so good for us. All right, so I I will kick it off if you if you're ready if you're ready to let me. I'm go ready. Ahead and Pen do in it. hand. I'm excited. I am going to start with um, when you're talking about teams on the road that are double digit favorites. It usually always goes under. I'm taking the Bucks and the Panthers under 44. Um, I think this is a Carolina team. 
that is just brutal right now on offense. I mean, when you got Cam saying he's back, it's like, yeah, you are back. Yeah, you're back you to the bench. Make, uh, you don't make anybody relevant. He takes away fantasy value from other players. Sounds like a bitter DJ Moore owner. It, well, it's not just a bitter <laughs> DJ Moore owner. I've been saying this all season. No, long. I, I know, I know. I just is that Cam? You're, you're, you're beating the dead horse. Doesn't I get make it. anybody around him better. He makes he makes fantasy players he makes fantasy players worse around. I him. I hear you. Uh, my first best bet. We just talked about it, and I'm I'm actually going oppo. I am taking the over on Miami New Orleans over thirty seven and a half, just because I feel like Sean Payton is going to find a way. To get the run game going, may even be a tag team of Kamara and Ingram, mm. and the Dolphins love to pass the ball, and thirty-seven and a half is pretty low. Okay, uh, so I, I just, I, I'm just saying, I, I feel like, I feel like they can both get over thirty-seven and a half. You know, okay. in New Orleans, uh, the crowd's going to be going crazy. You know, they, they love when they. I just, I know it's coming off a nine nothing game, mm-hmm. but I feel like it. it I don't know. I feel like 24-21. Okay. You know. All right. I'm going to come back now, and I'm going to say Buffalo plus two and a half. I think Buffalo, this is an absolute must win for the Bills. If they lose this game, they don't win the division and quite possibly don't make the playoffs. Um, So I feel like this is where it's, it's put up or shut up. This is where they figure out. You know, this is where the rubber beats the road. You're either going to be a playoff team and make something happen, or you're not. Agreed. So my second best bet, you're talking about a Buffalo team that needs points and needs to win. I am taking the Vikings at home plus the three and a half. Talk about a team that needs to win. The Rams have been an up and down. I know their record's 10 and 4. They have been an inconsistent team. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to give me the Vikings at home with three and a half, I'm going to take it. Even if they only win by the hook, it, it works. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Vikings plus three and a half. It was definitely something that I was looking at. I'm not going to lie. I was I was definitely looking at that one before. My third pick, um, Baltimore Cincinnati over forty five and over forty five. I think this is two teams that uh, are you, really. You know, you made the same bet the last two teams he's played. Last Did two I? times, the last two times that Cincinnati and Baltimore played, you bet the over. And You're it was over. Right. It was over in the third quarter. I think I bet the under last time, didn't I? I don't. Maybe you were right. You're probably right. No, because they the, the Bengals went off. Oh, I'm just saying. I, I I know that the last time these two teams play, you bet the over, and it was over by the third quarter. Yeah, you know. Yep. You're right. You're right. So. Yeah. So I think yeah, over 45. I think these are two offensive teams. I believe uh, Cincinnati's defense is probably better than Baltimore's, but you got Lamar and you got Huntley that can run around like that. So that they give those defenses fits. And it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a shootout. This is literally for the division lead right now, possibly for the division, like you were saying. And whoever loses this game really puts themselves behind the eight ball and whether or not they're going to actually you know, make it the playoffs. Because think about it like this. If Buffalo wins, whoever loses this game is really in trouble. Baltimore, yeah. I said if Buffalo wins. If Buffalo wins, oh, I and New England, saying, now yeah. Buffalo and New England... Are in a tie. At, yeah, those two teams are both yes, going to make it. Those two so, teams yeah, are both no going to make it. Loser so you're game, looking yeah. at like whoever loses this game is going to be on the outside looking in and needed some help. Speaking of Buffalo, my third, Buffalo New England under forty three and a half. You know, um, and I'm not just saying that because the last two times, like we're talking about two teams that can play really good defense. That I, I think Belichick is going to. Running the ball a lot worked last time. Now, mm-hmm. I know you can't just go out with the same game plan because Buffalo expects that. But I just feel like we're talking about two good defenses, two teams that like to control the ball. I don't see a shootout. Okay. You know, so give me Buffalo and New England under 43 and a half. Well, I think that that, that might work out for both of us with, with what we're saying we like. Yeah. So let me see what I got here. I don't have much. For the experiment, it was two and last week. Experiments. I gave you two pick two two that I liked. I gave you two that I liked. They, they none of them fit the experiment. Oh, but I, told I you apologize. That two that I well, liked. in this segment, you talk about two and they both won. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give so. you one that I see right now because it's Thursday. We usually do the podcast on Friday, so there's usually a lot more to see. Um, but I will give you one right now. I'm going to say David Njoku over 18 and a half receiving yards. Okay, and that, is that just you saying? That Baker, May- Baker Mayfield's going to be back? 
Um, that's me saying that even if he's not back, somebody's going to get the ball to the tight ends and Njoku. Um, because the, most of the time when you're talking about inexperienced quarterbacks, they try to make, they try to use the tight end as their little stopgap, you know. Yeah. As, oh yeah, absolutely. As their I, bailout. Not only also. that, but I feel like the Browns are going to be down and they're going to have to pass. And I think, um, one that I lean towards, I'm not sure if I'll get to the window with it because it's so high. Jonathan Taylor's over under rushing yards is 103, and I think um, against still like Arizona, it, huh? I still like it because Arizona has. We saw it on Sunday night games. We've seen it with Reynolds had a great game. Yeah, Craig Reynolds yeah, Craig from the Reynolds. practice squad. Yeah, Craig Reynolds rushed for like 80 yards. Jonathan Taylor is special compared to him. Alex Collins on Sunday night football rushed rushed for like 80, 90 yards against uh, against an Arizona team. You know what I mean? Like so. This is a team that gives up a lot of rushing yards, and I definitely think that this is something. This is this is somewhere where Jonathan Taylor, uh, if Indianapolis is smart and they just shove the ball down their throats, they're not going to be able to stop her. They're not going to be able to stop Jonathan Taylor. I hear you. Uh, well, thank you, everybody. I know it's been a busy week, travel, shopping. Thank you all for sticking with us and uh, tuning in. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Merry Christmas, everybody. Right? Yeah, Merry Christmas. Enjoy some football on Christmas, the day after Christmas. I mean, we got a lot of uh, a lot of football, a lot of season left for everyone that's still in the playoffs. Hopefully, you guys get to that next week and get to that championship game. I know you've got a shot in one league. I've got a shot in two leagues. I mean, let's let's go for it. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, let's. This is. This is uh this is where you know you just you just hope that you get lucky and and this is where it all comes down to I mean you know just everything hopefully it works out hopefully you're Amon Ross St Browns your Russell Gages oh, your Miles Sanders that we've been talking a big game about that are gonna come through and stuff like that hopefully these are the guys that you know help get you through it or if you're playing against these guys hopefully you can can withstand these uh these these b b lineup players that somehow are are now coming through in the playoffs so good luck to you guys hope you make it to the championship hope next week we're talking about championship weeks championship championship <laughs> all right so good luck everybody have a have, have a happy holidays have a merry christmas and see you next week